Hello and welcome to this first episode of Ravenhill Roundup, new podcast that we're starting, uh, we Ulster fan channel, and we hope that you like our commentary and takes on it. Uh, I am joined today by Lewis. Hey guys, how's it going? And we're basically just going to give a wee rundown of this week's URC matches uh, from basically an Ulster fan's perspective so let's jump right into it so first game uh, that we're going to talk about is Ulster versus Connor uh, now Lewis you were there uh, what were your sort of initial thoughts of the match and sort of the overall play styles yeah I have to say initially I was very impressed Jimmy um, I there was a lot of scrappiness in the game that's only to be expected it's the first game of the season Ulster had their away pre-season game cancelled because of the obvious events of this week. Um, however, for a lot of these players, it was their first games in a long time since since that semi-final defeat over in South Africa. Um, so you have you have to be pretty impressed with how the game went. It was a very scrappy first half. Uh, a lot of drop balls, a lot of misplaced passes, passes just going to feet, and uh, it just wasn't clicking that first twenty or thirty minutes for Ulster. After that, they seemed to really kick into gear. They they uh, they went tight. They they went to the forwards a lot more. Um, uh, despite all this, I think they were good value for their 14-3 half-time lead. Connaught were very poor that first half as well. Didn't have much of the ball. Um, and then, of course, the bonus point win, 36-10 at, at full time. Um, they were by far the better team. Connaught looked looked well off the pace and. Um, a great start for Ulster at home. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what I picked up was sort of the tidiness of Ulster. Uh, they were rocking well whenever they got in the flow of the game. They were always going right until the ball was dead. Um, just good, well-rounded play, uh, especially in that attack, breaking through, uh, sort of just going through, getting through the line doing what they need uh, any sort of points on the attack yeah I thought I thought in general the attack was very patient um, it's very easy when you have that many handling errors in the first 20 or 30 minutes um, to get very one dimensional to, to, uh, those you know those drop balls can just keep coming at you and Ulster were very patient they went through the forwards uh, they, they, handled, they handled it well after that and uh, yeah, there was a lot more direct carrying, especially from the forwards. Nathan Doak and Billy Burns controlled the game very well. Um, and the, the set pieces and the moles all seemed to go in Ulster's favour. Um, I believe Ulster's line-out had an 89% success rate. It was 16 from 18. And uh, the scrums all went very well for Ulster as well. Um, they, g- they gained a couple of penalties off Connett's scrum. As well as, as well as a good few off their own. So in, in general, I was really impressed with the attack. Something that was quite disappointing last year was was how one-dimensional they were. Um, we did see a lot of tries from Ulster come from, from the mall last year after the line-out, but um, they certainly looked a bit more expansive this year, and I think that's something they're going to focus on. Yeah, definitely. The attack picking up, set pieces, near full completion... Uh, new defensive coach so what were we thinking about that uh, defence to me 
very solid. I mean, you know, little points considered the high last year ended up going, getting conceded, at least in this first game. A uh, lot more solid. The line's looking a lot better. Um, but your thoughts? Yeah, well, Johnny Bells came came back. He's replacing Jared Payne as defence coach. Um, and overall, I thought Ulster's defence was, was really solid the whole game. Um, the one mistake for, for the Connacht try was uh, Robert Balakin just getting caught out of position a bit. That's only to be expected. It's it's his first time playing since since uh, that semi-final. Um, and he got that injury then as well, so he was unable to go on the Ireland tour. Um but overall, Ulster's tackling was really strong. Um, I think one of the one of the main points for me was the return of Luke Marshall. And something you always forget about Luke is is how wet, how good he is defensively. And some of his first up tackling was was just superb. Um, overall, Ulster, Ulster defended really really well. Yeah, uh, good points. I mean, can't really disagree with any of that. Um, Ulster going in big, you know, thirty six points, getting the extra points in the league, um, solid solid start, and I think it's really good as well. We actually seen some of the young lads come through and getting good amount of game time, uh, some even getting tries. Uh, so any sort of particular young lads that pop through in your mind that you sort of think need a special call out, special mention. Yeah, um, for me for me, the main one has to be the man of the match who was Tom Stewart uh, 21 years old, his first senior start for Ulster and of course that first try uh, I thought overall, the whole all around the park, he was absolutely brilliant uh, some big strong carries uh, couple of mistakes in the lineout early on again that's that's only to be expected it's the first game of the season um, apart from that lineout went really well scrummed really well and um, it was really mobile around the park and he took his try really well uh, just reminded you of Rob Herring doing that a couple of times last year he bro- broke off the back of that mall just at the right time uh, some people might have thought it was a bit too early but um, you know he, he has a bit of pace about him as well and dove, dove over the line done really well um, other young players. I thought I thought Stuart Moore again had another had another really strong game at fullback. We, we know that's not his his position. He's a centre, um, but his positioning for all of Connett's kicks were, were really strong. Um, his return kicks were great, um, and yeah, I think he deserves a special call out as well. He took his try really well as well. Yep, uh, I think that Ulster have a lot to build on. Um, sort of seeing. The, the first signs of a strong, strong team coming together and whenever you have people going to be coming back from uh, the Ireland tour soon, but then you also have some that are going out. Uh, I think it can be kind of hard that Jago Athan, I think that that's the best points that we got with seeing them young players play. It's that you know that there's the depth in the squad now. Uh, and that you can kind of throw them in the deep end a wee bit with the support of the older players who are there but perhaps uh, aren't going the Ulster or aren't going the, or aren't going the Ireland uh, 
and they're just staying at Ulster, um, working hard in the games. Uh, I think that it's a big point to prove for Ulster the show that they used there because it's something that's always sort of been quite strong. Ulster's youth game bringing people through and using homegrown talent. Um, so yeah, uh, sort of what I think of the game. Uh, any other thoughts at all, Lewis? Um, yeah, just on those uh, on those younger players coming through. Um, Ulster have always had issue issues bringing forwards through. Uh, backs wise, never seems to be an issue. You know, we've seen so many strong backs come through that that Ulster. Uh, Academy, the likes of Tommy Bow, Andrew Trimble, Craig Gilroy, who's still around the place, of course. Um, but it's great to see them coming through in all different departments. Uh, you look at that back row of Matty Ray, Marcus Ray, David McCann, all homegrown players, all young, all eager to break into that starting team. Jordy Murphy starting from the bench in Irish International. Uh, it just shows how, how much work these young guys are putting into it and how much faith Dan McFarland has. When we look at those players to come back after after that New Zealand tour, you've got Ian Henderson, Rob Herring, um, Michael Lowry, James Hume, he's injured at the moment. Um, there's a lot of players to come back, both from injury and from Ireland tour, so that's only going to make Ulster stronger, despite uh, these young guys going out on the emerging Ireland tour. Right, so talked about the game overall, the players, uh, let's get into the highlights, uh, talk about the tries. Uh, Lewis, what did you think about the uh, first try? Uh, yeah, I thought it was an absolutely brilliant try. Um, McCluskey showing off his skills, great one-handed offload. Uh, Connacht just getting a little bit tight defensively, um, putting two men onto McCluskey. They know how hard he is to bring down. That opened up the gap for Marshall, who was just in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, that's a long-standing partnership. They've they've played together in the centre. For so many times and um, it's probably been a while and um, due to James Marshall's injuries and James Hume's uh, resurgence but uh, yeah overall I thought the first try was super um, in terms of the second try scored by Tom Stewart on his first his first senior start for Ulster what were your thoughts on that I mean I gotta say I love great forward play great mall um, once again, just like the first one, just gaps in Conant's defence. Um, just letting you get through and get that burst. Uh, it's well taken. I mean, it's just it's going back to the tidiness. You know, they just got in the uh, got the ball quick when they needed and just running straight through. There's not much else you can really ask from them uh, in that try. It's just perfect play and it sort of takes Ulster up that notch in the game and gives them that uh, back in to go on and get uh, more um, just like the third one um, so what do you think about your third try yeah the third try um, a, a great try uh, really well worked um, you know, Connacht didn't start the second half well at all. Um, they'd give away six penalties, I think it was, in the first in the first ten minutes. Um, so that, you know that give that give Ulster Ulster a huge boost to the start of the second half. Um, it was a great maul and and carries some great carries from the forwards and a smart dive over from Nathan Duke. 
Fair enough. Um, yeah, that uh, that sort of taken for the second half. Then uh, sort of bit of back and forth. Connick getting some good chances in, uh, but then ultimately, uh, good work from Ulster again. Nice uh, team play going in the rocks, carrying up the field. Um, just good overall play for the fourth try by Murr. Um, uh, I think that that fourth try sort of sums up Ulster uh, at the minute. Just working together, getting the ball up the field, and then getting the the sort of the finish from the drive. Overall, just good play. Can't really fault many of the players. They're just going in, doing their jobs, getting through, uh, and ultimately leading to the try, getting the full points. Um, and then sort of towards the back end of the game, fifth try, what were you thinking about that? Yeah, that was uh, Comet's first try, and um, you know, seventy minutes into the game, and it was it was their first opportunity to score a try. Really, I think I think that just highlights how good Ulster's defence was. Um, you know, ba- Balakun was was poorly placed. He's he's watching for the kick in behind, um, but realistically, you've you've got to mark the runners first. So uh, it it was poor defensively from Balakun, but it's something it's something he'll uh, he'll know how to fix himself. He He's a great winger, and uh, you know he, he he'll manage to fix that. Um, but it was it was really, it was nice play from Connaught, a uh, nice passing to send Bladen for their first try, try of the season. And um, again, I think it just shows how good Ulster were defensively. You know, Connaught's first chance in the game, the real first chance of a try, was fifty-five minutes into the game, and. Um, you know that that's just testament to how good Ulster's rocking, how good Ulster's Mollum was. Um, in terms of the sixth try, came seventy-five minutes into the game. What did you think of that one? I mean, I think that it plays off of the way that you're talking about Ulster's defence. You know, Ulster holding out for that long, and then they just go back. You know, five minutes later, getting the try uh, from the set piece. You know, line out, making it all happen. Uh, and then carrying it over uh, for an easy try, really. Um, yeah, uh, it's good work from Ulster, um, especially to go that fast after Connett's just scored a try for you to just then go up the pitch and go, here, you can do that, but we're going to come right back at you, and you know, you can, you're not going to do anything about it, and I think that that's the message that the lads were sort of sending them with uh, that try and it's a good way to sort of go into the end of the match. Strong way for Ulster to finish the game and throughout the game. Uh, they're kicking. Excellent, uh, my opinion. Uh, what did you think about the kicking game? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I thought I thought Stuart Murray again at fullback. Uh, Especially in the first the first half an hour of the game, I thought I thought his kicking was was really strong, especially for someone who's who's not used to kicking, not used to playing fullback. Um, we saw a brilliant um, fifty twenty two from Stockdale. It was it was unexpected. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But we've always known he's had a he's had a massive left foot on him. Um, 
And another 50-22 then, uh, 60 minutes in from Billy Burns. Um, so overall a really strong night I thought from Ulster in terms of their kicking game. Nathan Doak's box kicks uh, really strong and even a couple of strong box kicks from Shanahan at the end of the night. So um, overall I think Ulster will be very happy with their kicking game. Now that we've talked about the game, let's have we talk about the players. Uh, so what did you think uh, about the players in general? They're sort of just a wee... We player rating. Yeah, so I think I think the we'll start with the back line. I think the backs that impressed me the most uh, have to start off with Stuart Moore. Um, like I've been saying throughout, really strong performance. Uh, you know, only only played at fullback a couple of times. Good kicking game. Uh, looked strong defensively and looked really lively in attack. So really impressed with him. Uh, that centre partnership reunited. Uh, Luke Marshall and Stuart McCluskey. Um, just worked really well together. The strength of McCluskey and um, you know the ability of Marshall defensively um, and and to make a couple of line breaks. I thought I thought those two were were really strong. Um, and in terms of the halfbacks, uh, I thought Nathan Doak had a had a really strong kicking game. Um, you know done well with most of his conversions. A uh, couple of good penalties. Um, his box kicks were were near enough on point most of them. So. Um, you know the halfbacks controlled the game really well. Billy Burns, a uh, couple of strong kicks from him. That that fifty twenty two as well. Um, so it was hard hard to fault most of the backline. And um, again, just a few handling errors uh, and a, and a few things they'll want to cut out for the Scarlets next week. And of course, uh, the return of Jacob Stockdale. Uh, I think a lot of people had sort of been wanting the same back in that Ulster sharp for a while um, decent game sort of just played his game worked into it yeah once. well it's his, it's his first game in over a year so um, you know we can we can he did he did have a half against Exeter in that friendly um, so we can only expect a bit of ru- rustiness like like a lot of the players um, I thought overall he, he was pretty good he was strong defensively um, he had that brilliant uh, 50-22 kick um, a couple, couple of dropped balls, a couple of lost balls, um, you know, e- easy things for him to sort. And um, I think a lot of a lot of Ulster fans, as well as Irish fans, will be hoping he can get back to his best um, from a few years ago. And and hopefully we'll see him back in the green jersey very soon as well. Yep. So, uh, what did you think about the forwards uh, over the weekend? Um, strong performances, sort of all around from them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've already we've already touched on Tom Stewart on his first performance, his first start for Ulster. Uh, really strong performance. Uh, the scrum, the, the set pieces all generally went really well, both the scrum and the lineout. Um, you know, Eric O'Sullivan in the front row was particularly impressive. He, he got he got around the pitch really well. Um, Alan O'Connor and Sam Carter both took the lineouts well. Both got around the pitch. Um, we know all the hard work that Alan O'Connor does, and um, yeah, and in term in terms of the back row, um, the two brothers Marcus and Matty Ray, uh, two strong performances. Um, you know, the the back row's work was shown by by how well their rocking was. Um, it, it was super, and they weren't letting Connick get much ball at all. Um, good to see McCann back in the back row. Um, haven't seen much of him. Uh, we saw a lot of him at the start of the start of last season, and um, 
as the season went on we didn't see a lot of him so he'll be looking to try and nail down a place um, as will all of them there's a lot of competition in that back row you know we've got Nick Timoney to come back um, Dwayne Vermeulen uh, new signing in there as well uh, Sean Raphael coming from Saracens so uh, there's a lot of competition in that back row and you know the guys will have to fight hard to try and keep their places and we've also seen across the league this week the new water break system coming in um, so the ref is allowed to give water breaks during the match uh, players to get a wee breather um, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I actually quite like it. Um, you know, usually with the URC, what we saw is a player getting cramped or a player going down injured, and all these water boys just running off, running, running onto the pitch, and um, you know the referee would be would be shouting at the end uh, for them all to get off. Um, I think this way it seems a lot more structured. Um, you know, players players have a set time to get a break, uh, grab grab a drink, get a rest. You know, it, it sort of moves the moves the game along a bit quicker. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. I think that, you know, there's some players that'll sort of give them an inch, they'll take a mile whenever it comes the uh whenever someone gets injured and they get a bit of water they can sort of drag it out and almost you would think wear down the clock even though it's not going. Like they're just trying to trying to get the flow of the game stopped and the reset sometimes and I think having just that setting at the minute and making sure that everyone's getting a drink same amount of time I think it sort of it's bringing the game back to life while still uh, taking down the risk of injury and getting people uh, a bit of hydration then you can go full force in the next sort of 10-15 minutes with that uh, break that you've got so 10 years um, since the sad passing of a former Ulster player, Navin Spence, um, and a great tribute uh, at the stadium, uh, especially with Connacht giving Ulster a jersey with his name on the back. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it's, it's horrible what happened, and it sort of it had a massive ripple effect the whole way through Irish rugby in general, an amazing young talent that uh, got sort of taken away from us too soon. And um, but Ulster announced on Thursday an amazing uh, gesture. The will be renaming the memorial stand to the Nevin Spence Memorial Stand. Um, it'll be unveiled. Uh, in April next year, um, on what would have been Nevin Spence's thirty-third birthday, uh, I think it's an it's just an amazing gesture to do for the family, for you know his friends, and uh, he would have been such an amazing player. And I think it's it's the right move to do for Ulster, to dedicate something this big to him and. Uh, Sort of keep his legacy going as a player. Okay, so we've talked about Ulster for a fair bit. Uh, now it is time to get into the rest of the games from this week, starting with Zebra versus Leinster. Now I have to say, probably my game of the week. What would you think? Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, a very, a very, uh, 
very very tight one. Uh, I really thought Zebra were gonna were gonna hold out when they were ahead near the end of the game, but uh, yeah, one of my games of the week. Yeah, I mean, plenty of tries, big big hits. I mean, I can't remember what Leinster try it was, but it was a massive class you heard in it and just banging straight through their defence. Um, nice plays, working the ball, getting through. Each team had a dominant period. Uh, like, straight until the end of the game. It was end the end, constantly working. Uh, I was actually really surprised at Zebra's uh, composition and the fact that the maid Leinster worked super, super hard to get anything. Yeah, well, they came away with uh, two bonus points out of the game. You know, a bonus point for the four tries and a bonus point for coming within seven points of Leinster. And that's really strong. They, they, they pushed Leinster so far. And we, we know how many big names uh, Leinster are missing um, with players being away over the summer in that tour over in New Zealand. Um, but it's a game you would have expected Leinster to win comfortably comfortably and it, it was far from comfortable for Leinster definitely I mean they're going to have to work hard and hope that whenever the rest of their squad's back that it's going to take them up that notch and they can start comfortably winning games again or else they're going to be working hard the whole season next up we have Benedon versus Glasgow to be honest bit of a boring game I mean, Benham had their shape uh, pushing through. I must say, uh, NSO Mendy, uh, his last try, I quite liked. Uh, Glasgow just once again were falling apart uh, and just let the ball loose. Uh, and he just one kick and just sprinted with the ball uh, and got his second try of the game. Glasgow just couldn't do anything against them. They couldn't attack. They, they held them for a while and then sort of the second half they just, they just fell apart and couldn't do anything against them. Yeah, well, it, it, was a, it was a result I was surprised by, but really I shouldn't have been. Uh, we see, we've seen how well Benetton have been building over the last couple of years, winning the Rainbow Cup trophy a few years ago. Um, but Gla- Glasgow have just went so far downhill. Um, it, it's quite crazy to see. Uh, they still have some big players in there, players like Richie Gray and um, a few others. But um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people were expecting a result like this. Um, just just one I was I was quite surprised by, and it, it just shows how how much Glasgow are falling apart. Yep. Uh, another team that fell apart this weekend was the Dragons. I mean. Uh, such a focus on a rebuild a new look and uh, didn't really do much uh, Edinburgh just relentless against the Dragons Dragons just switched off uh, especially on the first try I noticed they're in the ruck at the line and they decide to focus on the ref trying to get a call uh, and it just lets Edinburgh just go through the gap and get the try and I don't understand that kind of play. Um, Edinburgh end up just dominating the whole game, and the to be fair to them, they did play well. They had a good level of uh, 
intensity throughout the game and just kept on going at the dragons but the dragons just have no shape and I could not see any I couldn't notice anyone in their team that you can be like yeah you're gonna change that game everyone was just a set level and didn't really do anything it was like schoolyard rugby like it's not something you would think from professionals next up Cardiff versus Munster um I mean very tight game I could have seen it going either way I think uh Cardiff were I would say lucky but I think in the end they probably deserved the win uh, especially at the end but uh Munster ended up just switching off uh, they allowed Cardiff to go through a couple of times um, and get easy points. Yeah, I well, I thought I think Munster will be very disappointed. Uh, it's probably a game they'll have expected to win. Um, a couple of their new signings starting. Uh, the main one, Fekatoa, at 13. Um, just getting one point, that losing bonus point, it's not enough for a club like Munster. Um, they'll be disappointed with the result and... Um, you know that they're gonna have to work hard to to make. Yeah, definitely. Um, and last but not least, the one draw of the weekend, uh, Scarlets versus Osprey. Um, I gotta say, fair play to Scarlets. They came back into it uh, after a lackluster start. Yeah, really poor first first half from the Scarlets. Um. As, as Dwayne Poole said at the end of the game um, they really grew into it in that second half you know Osprey's getting that yellow card and uh, you know Scar- Scarlet's played really really well the second half but that last minute try from Osprey's will have will, will have taken the it's like a stab in the chest for the Scarlet's um, but another big one for them next week up against Ulster uh, last but not least have a wee look ahead to Ulster's next game uh, against Scarlets. Uh, I think if Ulster play the way that they did this weekend, at least in the second half anyway, um, it'll be a cakewalk in my opinion. Uh, hopefully it doesn't jinx. But I think that the level that they played and the structure... Uh, of how they were playing and getting the ball out and their set pieces were very very good um i think that it'd be a comfortable game it just depends on how the scarlets come out um yeah it's it's never an easy trip going over to going over to the scarlets um i could still see it being a tight enough game despite ulster's strong performance at home um, you, you never know what you get from Ulster at times when they're travelling they've they done quite well away last year a uh, couple of disappointing defeats the likes of down at Munster um, but yeah I could I, I could certainly see Ulster winning over there um, I think I think if uh, if the Scarlets have a first half like they did um, against the Ospreys they'll, they'll probably be out of the game um, by half time if, if Ulster can manage to put them to the sword then again, Ulster will need to improve, improve their first half performance as well. Um, but I'm sure we'll see a lot less handling errors, um, a lot less drop balls, and um, players starting to find their rhythm, uh, get back to full fitness, and hopefully it'll be another good game of rugby. And with this next game, uh, 
do you have any sort of predicted team news? Anyone you think is going to get into the squad and sort of shine a bit? Yeah, well, I would expect Dan McFarland was... Was very, he was pretty happy with the Stardolster made, so I don't think he'll be wanting to make too many changes if he can help it. Um, we may see some players disappear um, going on that Emerging Ireland tour. Um, I wasn't even expecting them to be available this week. Um, however, in Robert Balakun's interview after the game, he was talking about how excited he was um, and looking forward to Scarlets next week, so that would maybe tell us that they may still be available for Ulster. We may also see some returnees um, from the Ireland camp over the summer. Maybe the likes of Michael Lowry, um, Nick Timoney, Rob Herring. Um, we know that Ian Henderson and James Hume still injured. So we could see some of those guys coming back into the mix. But I, I could see a pretty similar lineup to this week. No injuries for Ulster, thankfully, um, in the Connick game. So I would say it's very likely that we could see an unnamed unchanged team yeah I mean it's always nice to come out with no injuries and um, I could probably also see potentially unchanged I think that whenever you've had that good a show in, the, in your second half throughout the week then you can try and get them to do that level of intensity and performance from the start Um I think that if they manage that, I would imagine, even with some people coming back, I could see it unchanged. But we'll find that out next week, whenever Ulster plays Scarlets. So, that's it for this week's Ravenhill Roundup. Our first one, um, hopefully, wasn't too, too bad. Uh, and we'll come back for another one next week. Um, and hopefully Ulster get another win, which will be perfect. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, it's always an amazing time whenever you get to do things like this. Um, so thank you. Um, and thank you to Lewis for coming. Uh, yes, thank you. It'll be us two here all the time. Uh, maybe some special guests along the way. So thank you and we'll see you next week.